Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Sawadikap. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today we're going to discuss loving-kindness, specifically loving-kindness meditation. And then towards the end, I will discuss the group learning program. I'm going to discuss with you what is loving-kindness, why it's important, and how to cultivate loving-kindness in the mind. In order to attain nibbana or enlightenment, there's four mental states that need to be cultivated in the mind. Loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. These are often referred to as the Brahma Viharas. Loving kindness is goodwill or active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. Compassion is having concern for others' misfortune. Sympathetic joy is being pleased with others' success, whether you contributed to that success or not. And equanimity is evenness of temper, evenness of mind or calmness of mind, especially in difficult situations. Today, we're going to specifically be discussing loving kindness meditation and loving kindness, but it's important that you understand the broader picture of what needs to be cultivated in the mind in order to establish and attain Nibbana. So in order to attain Nibbana or enlightenment, we need to cultivate these four mental states of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity also referred to as the Brahma-viharas. Loving-kindness, active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. This is oftentimes very challenging as we're working in our practice because as the mind is still in the unenlightened state, we oftentimes feel and we oftentimes think that others are causing the mind to be discontent. But remember from the Four Noble Truths, it's always this mind that is causing itself to be discontent through craving or desire, attachment, a mental longing and strong eagerness. So oftentimes in the unenlightened state, we develop anger or hatred or ill will or frustration or irritation annoyance towards other beings and we feel that they are actually causing it. Even if we've studied the Four Noble Truths and we understand it intellectually, oftentimes in daily life as we get going, we kind of revert back to feeling as if others are causing us to be angry or others are causing us to be annoyed or frustrated. But it's always, always our own mind that is causing us to be angry or frustrated. So where loving kindness comes in is by having loving kindness or active goodwill towards all beings, we are able to cultivate this mind state where we have care and we have goodwill and we have kindness and politeness and respect and gratitude and appreciation towards all beings. Regardless of how the mind may think that these other beings could potentially be causing us discontentness. But we know that these other beings are not causing us discontentness. It's not our partner. It's not our child. It's not our boss. It's not our friends. It's not our parents. It's not other people around us. What's causing the mind to be discontent is our craving, our desire, our attachment, this mental longing with a strong eagerness. And it's through eliminating that 
through understanding the Four Noble Truths and practicing the Eightfold Path that we can eliminate this mental longing and strong eagerness. But still, the mind can oftentimes be wrestling with ill will. Ill will or the poison of hatred or anger needs to be eradicated and eliminated from the mind. In order to attain this peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy, we need to look at all beings with kindness. We need to see uh, kindness and politeness. We may disagree with others' behavior, or we may disagree with their speech or their actions, but we need to find a way to cultivate loving kindness in the mind so that we can then realize the true enlightened mind by not having walls or barriers around us that inhibit us from interacting with all beings in a very peaceful, loving, and kind way. So the way that we do that in this practice that Gautama Buddha has shared with us, this life practice, is to do loving kindness meditation in order to cultivate in the mind healthy mind states of goodwill, of appreciation, of peacefulness towards ourself and all beings. The way that loving kindness meditation works is we always start with ourself because oftentimes we have hatred or anger or ill will or frustration towards ourself. We have trouble being kind with ourselves in the unenlightened state. And because of this, we oftentimes have trouble being kind to other people. So the way that loving kindness meditation uh, starts is it starts with us cultivating loving kindness for ourselves. And again, you understand that there is no self, but we need to cultivate in the mind that there's this goodwill or this active goodwill towards ourself, directed at ourself through non-judgment, not judging our actions, not judging the things that we say, but evaluating them with awareness of mind and looking at how we can improve upon our our speech and our actions is a very good quality to have. But if we're beating ourselves up and feeling guilty and feeling shameful for the things that we do on a daily basis in the unenlightened state, then we're just going to kind of barrage our mind with negative thoughts and negative thinking. So we need to understand that Once you are on this path, it's not just going to be a click of the fingers just because you learned the Buddhist teachings and now you understand you cause your own uh, discontentness and you need to have loving kindness for other beings. It's not going to be a click of a finger and all of that is going to fall into place. That's why we call it a life practice or that we are practicing. We need to move the mind and slowly, gradually train the mind to closer and closer to Nibbana. And on that path, there's going to be missteps. There's going to be you know, 10 steps forward and, and one step back or perhaps five steps back. And it's important that we have this active goodwill without judgment towards ourselves. So when we do loving-kindness meditation, we always start with ourself, and then we move out from there. I created a diagram here that I'll share with you over uh, live streaming that is going to help you to uh, understand what loving-kindness meditation is and how I recommend doing it. In the Buddhist teachings, he definitely talks about loving-kindness meditation in terms of it is important for us to cultivate the mind with loving-kindness, this active goodwill. However, he doesn't really give us direct or specific guidance of how to do that. I'm sure in his lifetime, he did share that information with the people that were learning and practicing with him. But now, 2,500 years later, we don't really have direct and specific guidance of how to conduct loving-kindness meditation. So there's multiple different ways that people have kind of developed over the years that they do in order to cultivate loving-kindness in the mind. The the loving-kindness meditation that I'm going to be sharing with you today is the loving-kindness meditation that I've done and had great, great experience with and have noticed a tremendous amount of benefit. 
I've shared this with other people, lots and lots of students over the years, and it also really benefits them as well. So I feel very comfortable sharing this with you because I know from my own experience of practicing this meditation and through sharing it with others that it's absolutely beneficial and will help you to cultivate loving kindness in the mind, this active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. What we do in order to practice loving kindness meditation, we first do breathing mindfulness meditation. In this meditation, we eliminate miscellaneous thoughts and ideas and perceptions that we have. We're training the mind to come into the present moment, that we're not a we're not holding on to the past or holding on to the future. We're letting those thoughts, those ideas, and those perceptions go and bringing the mind into the present moment with the breath, focused on the breath. This was shared previously in a previous live stream in a previous podcast. Once you've done breathing mindfulness meditation for any period of time, from there, you want to move into loving kindness meditation. This is going to be initiated with affirmations in the mind. You want to create these rings where you slowly, gradually move from yourself out to all beings. On the screen, I've shared a uh, potential option that you could use where you start with, may I be peaceful? May I be safe? May I be well? May I be free of discontentness in the suffering that it causes? So you always start with yourself being I. Then you're going to construct these individual rings going out further and further and further until you reach to all beings. How many rings you construct and how those rings look are completely up to you. This particular meditation has a bit of creativity involved and some freedom of choice where you can decide how you're going to structure these rings. You may structure them based on geography, starting with yourself, moving to uh, your city, to your, uh, to, your, to your state or your province, moving to your entire country, moving to the continent that you live on, and then ultimately to the entire world and maybe even beyond into outer space if you feel that aliens exist and you want to uh, cultivate loving kindness for all beings. Then uh, another way you might do this is based on relationship, starting with yourself, moving to your family, moving to your friends, moving to coworkers, moving to people that you interact with as an associate moving to people that you never interact with, that you've never even met before, until you ultimately get to all beings. The, the number of rings and how you construct this meditation is completely up to you. The phrases that you use is also completely up to you. The example that I've provided here are examples that I use. And what's important is when you construct these phrases that you use in loving kindness meditation, that you create what's called a non-burdening statement. What a non-burdening statement is that you're using an affirmation that doesn't burden other beings, including yourself, with doing something or obligating them to something. So here you see I use, may I be peaceful, safe, well and free of discontentness. This doesn't actually require me to do anything or require other beings to do anything. Whereas if I use phrases like, may I be kind, may I be polite, may I be friendly, these types of phrases require me to do something and there's judgment involved judging whether there is friendliness or if there is kindness or if there is politeness or there is respectfulness. So we don't want to burden ourselves with some obligation. This active goodwill needs to be without judgment. So phrases like, may I be peaceful, may I be safe, may I be well, may I be free of discontentness in the suffering it causes, 
doesn't require me to do anything. Now, this meditation is oftentimes confused and there's kind of a graying of perhaps you're sending loving kindness out to other people. This is kind of more akin to like a prayer. Well, that's not what this meditation is about. Meditation is a dedicated, independent training session where you are training your mind in one way or another. The breathing mindfulness meditation is helping you to eliminate craving, desire, attachment, that first poison of the three poisons that Gautama Buddha explained are a problem in the mind. The second poison is hatred or anger. What this meditation is doing is it's cultivating in your mind active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. This is a training of your mind, cultivating your mind. This has nothing to do with anyone else. You can't train another person to have active goodwill without judgment. Only each individual can convince themselves that it's an important practice that they have active goodwill without judgment towards other beings, and they need to choose to learn to do that. It doesn't matter how long you sit in meditation. It doesn't matter how many phrases or rings that you construct. If you're trying to change someone through your meditation, that's an attachment. That's craving, that's desire for another person to change. And you have an attachment there that's going to cause the mind to be discontent. So this meditation isn't about trying to get other people to change or influencing their behavior or trying to pray on their behalf or send them some type of loving kindness through your meditation. What this is all about is training your mind so that you're cultivating these healthy mind states so that when you're interacting with other beings, you have deeply rooted into the mind these mind states and these affirmations of may you be peaceful, may you be safe, may you be well, may you be free of discontentness and the suffering it causes. The more that you do this meditation, the more you will cultivate this healthy mind state. And then when you're around other people, you will notice that you this meditation will have an effect on your mind where you will be able to interact with others in a very peaceful way. Whether it's your life partner, your children, your friends, your family, your coworkers, uh, people that you've never met before, you just happen to bump into them, you're able to be more peaceful and more kind more polite, even though those things are not what we're meditating and, and cultivating in the mind, but the, the transmission of this mental state will result in you being more polite, more respectful, more kind, uh, more friendly, because you've taken the time to cultivate this mind state of loving kindness in the mind. So let's get started with some loving kindness meditation so I can share with you exactly how to do this. Now, in order to meditate, we have four positions, but with metta meditation, or we also call loving kindness meditation, you want to take either a seated position, a lying position, or a standing position. Most people will meditate in a seated position, so you're welcome to do that. But because the body isn't always comfortable to be in the seated position, you may need to go to a lying or a standing position. So take whatever position is comfortable for you. If you're sitting, sit in a chair or sit on the floor, just with comfortable lower body. The upper body should be not real slouched and not real rigid, but just in the middle, nice and comfortable, using its own muscles in order to support the upper body. The hands and the arms, they can be placed with their right hand over the left and the thumbs together in your lap, or you can place them palm down in your lap, palm up. It's completely up to you. What's important when you're moving into a meditation session is not that everybody's doing meditation exactly the same, but instead that your body is in a position where it's comfortable, relaxed, like it almost doesn't even exist 
because what we're doing in meditation is we're training the mind. With breathing mindfulness meditation, we're eliminating craving, we're eliminating desire, we're eliminating uh, attachment. We're training the mind to be in the present moment and not hold on to thoughts, ideas, and perceptions. So we're eliminating things from the mind. Here with this meditation, we are actually cultivating things in the mind. We are bringing mental state into the mind of loving kindness, active goodwill towards other beings. So in order to do this, we will typically start with breathing mindfulness meditation first, where we will meditate in order to eliminate the thoughts and ideas and perceptions, start to break down some of this attachment, some of this desire and craving before we start to cultivate loving kindness in the mind for all beings. So I will do just a very abbreviated breathing mindfulness meditation session just to kind of give you the flow of what this would be like. So maybe just like a minute or two since we're here on live streaming on a podcast so that you can just feel the flow of the meditation. And then we will uh, fairly readily get into a loving kindness meditation. When I say the affirmation, what you would need to do is repeat that affirmation in the mind. If I was doing this meditation on my own, you wouldn't hear anything at all. There would be no audible sound coming out of my mouth. But because I'm leading you in meditation, I'm going to be saying the affirmation aloud so that you can hear me say it. And then after you hear that, you're going to want to repeat that affirmation in the mind on the out breath. So when you hear me say, may I be peaceful, you're going to want to repeat that in the mind on the out breath, wherever you get to an out breath, repeat that in the mind on the out breath. And then when I say, may I be safe, you're going to repeat that in the mind on the out breath. Okay. So when you do this on your own, there will be no audible sound, but because I'm leading this meditation and guiding it, I need to say it aloud so that you can hear it and then repeat it in the mind. So as with all meditation, I will start with a, a brief chant in order to ease the mind into meditation. Then we will do just an abbreviated couple minute breathing mindfulness meditation. Then you will start hearing me say these affirmations. And when I say these affirmations, you will then repeat them in the mind on the out breath. When we're finished, I will then do a closing chant in order to kind of ease the mind out of meditation. And then at that point, we will discuss the group learning program. Now, if we are actually in the virtual classroom that's going to start one week from today, when we're done with meditation, you would be able to then uh, raise your hand in this virtual classroom and start asking questions to receive specific individual guidance on your meditation practice. But because today we're just doing a live stream and a podcast, you're not able to interact with me in order to, to ask questions. So it's really important that you stick around and learn how to register for the group learning program so that you can then get specific guidance through this interactive virtual classroom that's going to host these learning events every week on Sunday at 9 p.m. Thai time. So wherever you are, we will start at that designated time using Thai time, but you can easily figure out what time that is in your time zone and you will be able to join the interactive virtual classroom. But in order to do that, you'll need to sign up, which I'll give you details at the end of this meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable in a seated, standing, or lying position. Just close your eyes, make your lower body comfortable, bring your upper body to the middle so that you're using your own muscles in order to support your body weight. And then place your hands and arms in your lap in a comfortable position where the body doesn't even matter. Just breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. 
because I've already given you guidance in previous podcasts and previous live streams, I won't really give you much guidance on the breathing mindfulness meditation today, just a little bit of guidance, and then we will move into loving kindness meditation since that's what we're here to learn today. So take a nice seat, stand or lie, make your body comfortable, breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. Bring the mind to the breath. We will start with some chanting and breathing mindfulness meditation. Arahang Samma Samhoto Mahakawa Hotang Mahakawanang Apiwate Ami Sawakato Mahakawata Tamu Taman Namasami Supatipano Pakawato Savaka Sangho Sanghang Namami Napmodhasa Pakawato Arahato Sama Samputasa Napmodhasa Pakawato Arahato Sama Samputasa Napmodhasa Pakawato Arahato Sama Samputasa Iti Piso Mahakawa Arahang Sama Samputo Vichacharanang Sampuno Sakato roka vitu Anutero purisa Dama sati satatawa Manusanang puto pakavati Be breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. A nice natural breath. You shouldn't be trying to control the breath or force the breath. Just a nice natural breath. Breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. As you bring the mind to the breath, let go of any thoughts, any ideas, any perceptions that the mind is holding on to. If it wants to take you for a journey into the past or into the future, Bring the mind back to the breath. Focus the mind on the breath. The breath is the present moment. We need to train the mind to be in the present moment. If it's worried about the past or worried about the future or holding on to various thoughts, ideas, perceptions, the mind is going to possibly be neurotic. It's going to be worried. It's not going to be peaceful, calm, serene, and content with joy. So just sit with the mind, sit with the breath, focus the mind on the present moment, which is the breath.
There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Nobody needs you right now. Just sit here and focus on the breath. Typically, you'll do a much longer breathing mindfulness meditation prior to loving-kindness meditation. But let's move into loving-kindness meditation now. As I speak, provide guidance, just repeat the affirmation on the out-breath. Repeat it in the mind. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. discontentness and the suffering it causes. May all of us gathered for this meditation be peaceful. safe. May we be well. May we be free of discontentness and the suffering it causes. May all of our family be peaceful safe.
May they be well. May they be free of discontentness and the suffering that it causes. May all of our friends, co-workers, and associates be peaceful. May they be safe. free of discontentness in the suffering that it causes. peaceful. May they be safe. free of discontentness in the suffering it causes. harmed us. May they all be peaceful. May they be safe. discontentness in the suffering that it causes. May all those beings who I have never met and never will meet in this life, 
May they all be peaceful. May they be safe. free of discontentness in the suffering that it causes. May all beings, wherever they are, wherever they reside, either here on this earth or far, far away, may they all be peaceful. be safe. free of discontentedness and the suffering that it causes. Typically, I will end that meditation with another chant, just like I did at the beginning of the meditation. However, I just decided to end it because of the live stream. I'm just in the podcast. I'm just looking to share with you guys some general guidance and structure of how this meditation could be used and should be used and needs to be used. Later this week, I will share just a short uh, live stream and podcast that is just specifically guidance for this meditation. This particular uh, live stream and podcast is more just as an introduction to this meditation. And as you see, what we're doing with this meditation is we're cultivating healthy mind states in our mind. We're not sending out loving kindness to other people and requiring them to have loving kindness. We're doing this in order to cultivate this healthy mind state of active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. And there's lots of different ways for us to structure this and it involves some creativity. There's some more guidance in the book, Developing a Life Practice, that hopefully you either have downloaded already or you will be downloading. In chapter 11, I go into this meditation in detail. Uh, this type of meditation, it's can be used not only as kind of a as a to preempt anger and hatred and start to eliminate and gradually reduce that in the mind, but you can also do it as a way of helping you to forgive and eliminate the uh, resentment that we often hold on to 
in relationships, you know, long-term relationships. So if you have a certain parent or a sibling or a partner or someone in your life that you just have a lot of hatred and anger towards, you can actually structure this meditation where you start with yourself, you move to that person and just constantly repeat these same four affirmations or whatever affirmations you develop over and over and over for that person and then move to all beings. And remember, this is training your mind. This is cultivating loving kindness in your mind so that then the next time you're with this person or on the phone with this person or interacting, then your mind has more active goodwill towards them without judgment. You're not going to be able to change that person. Only they can do that. But you can change your mind and how you react or potentially respond, which is much better if you can respond when you're with this person. So you can structure these rings how you like. Now, if you never do this meditation ever at all, and then in the heat of the moment, you get really angry at somebody and then you sit down and try to do this, it's going to have marginal effects, marginal benefits. Just like that bucket of water we talked about previously, you need to be filling up this bucket of water with loving kindness, active goodwill towards all beings by scooping into this bucket and filling up the water with each individual meditation practice, each individual session. So if you're working with this meditation on a regular basis and you're cultivating loving kindness in the mind, when you're in a situation where you encounter that person that you're having a hard time with, then the, the loving kindness is already going to be present. It's already going to be cultivated. But if you haven't worked with this meditation and then you get the anger and you get the hatred and the ill will starts to spin up and you sit down and then try to do this meditation in the heat of the moment, it's going to have very marginal benefits. So just like any tool you need to work with it in order to get proficient with it. If you want to learn how to use a hammer, you need to hit many, 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 many nails with that hammer before you'll ever be able to build a house. You can't look at a hammer for the first time and then decide to go build a house and start hitting nails with a hammer and just miraculously build this wonderful, strong house. Those people who are doing that with hammers, they have spent many years working with that tool and getting very proficient at hitting those nails. So the same thing with loving kindness meditation. You need to work with it and work with it and work with it on a daily basis so that then it becomes a valuable and important tool for you uh, in order for you to uh, use it in your daily life in order for you to see that it's actually becoming effective for you. On the first session that you do, especially as short as this one was, I wouldn't expect there to be massive changes in the mind. Because remember, the mind needs gradual training. This isn't a miraculous pill. This isn't an instant magical meditation that the moment you do this, boom, the mind is going to instantly change. It's a slow, gradual progression of training the mind closer and closer to loving kindness, to cultivate active goodwill towards all beings without judgment, and slowly, gradually moving the mind closer and closer to enlightenment. Remember, we call it enlightenment, but it's not a light switch. It doesn't just flip and it's on. It's a gradual, gradual uh, progression to training the mind and getting closer and closer to Nibbana. So it's really important that you work with this meditation, develop it as a ability, as a, as a skill, as something that you're cultivating regularly. Uh, if you have a lot of trouble with anger and hatred, frustration, ill will, irritation, you should be doing this pretty much every day right alongside your breathing mindfulness meditation. Because in order to attain enlightenment, there's two meditations that everybody needs to practice. It's breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. These are the only two meditations that are required in order to attain enlightenment. 
There are some other meditations that are used when you're working with a teacher and you, there's certain things that we understand about the mind that we then will implement or suggest or guide you into a specialized meditation for things like sexual cravings. Um, if you're needing help to realize non-self, there's a meditation for that. But primarily, these are the only two meditations you need. You don't need to go learn 40, 50, 60, 80 meditations in order to attain enlightenment. You only need to focus on breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. So you should be doing these on a daily, regular, consistent basis, hopefully in the morning, in the evening. And if you want to do those in the middle of the day, you can. But working with these meditations so that they become very effective and highly beneficial for you. So spend some time working with these. Uh, the next thing that I would like to talk about and discuss with you is the group learning program. That's what we're working towards. That's what we're building up towards next week, where we'll be in the virtual classroom where I'll be able to teach and you'll be able to ask questions. But the only way you're going to be able to get into that is if you register. In order to register, all you need is an email address. In the group learning program, we're going to have this virtual classroom where I'll be able to share talks with you. I'll be able to provide you meditation instruction. I'll be able to teach you the poly chanting, and there'll be ongoing support as part of this group learning program uh, through various means. We now have a Facebook community where we can ask questions and get help. We have a YouTube channel where there's a pre-recorded teachings where you can listen to it at your own pace. We have uh, a podcast that you're able to listen to and gain teachings that way. We have a book that you can read, uh, and soon that's going to be an audiobook. Uh, we have quizzes that you can take quizzes and actually uh, confirm your learning and ensure that you've actually uh, retained the information that you need. Uh, essentially, what I'm doing here is I'm surrounding you with a litany of options for you to take in the teachings, absorb them into the mind so that you can then practice them and see that they're truth for yourself. Because the way that Gautama Buddha's teachings work is there's nothing that you should believe. Everything is based on truth that you can independently verify on your own. And through independently verifying that those teachings and these truths, the mind gains more and more wisdom that can then be liberated to completely eliminate a discontent mind. No more sadness, no more frustration, no more anger, no more guilt or shame, no more loneliness or boredom or shyness. All of these things, even the slightest little dislike is completely eliminated for one who has attained enlightenment. The mind will be permanently peaceful, permanently calm, permanently serene, permanently content, and permanently with joy. But it's you that needs to take the effort to learn and practice the teachings. You need to learn them and apply them in daily life so that you can see that they work. So I'm producing the content, the opportunities for you to reach in through a Facebook group, a YouTube channel, podcast, quizzes, um, reading a book, uh, an audio book, and all these different resources. The resources are there for you, and I'm here to guide you, but it's you that need to step forward and do things like this where you're listening and learning the teachings and then apply them in daily life. If you just meditate this one time on this one podcast, this one live stream, and think that uh, loving kindness meditation is supposed to instantly have an effect where you magically eliminate hatred in the mind. It doesn't work that way. So it's really important that you uh, work with these meditations and you get more and more proficient at using them. And the way that I'm offering for you to do that is through this group learning program where you'll have live interactive online classroom, essentially a virtual classroom. It's really important for you to do this. Uh, if you continue to go through life with this discontent mind, you're going to continue to see problems. You're going to continue to have difficulties in relationships, difficulties in jobs, 
Uh, you will have challenges that you're not quite sure how to deal with. You may be struggling with anxieties or depressions or other mental states that are, that are causing uh, challenges in your life. You can actually eliminate all of this through learning and practicing Gautama Buddhist teachings. You can increase your concentration. You can increase your memory. Uh, you can develop a calm and clear mind so that you can then function in daily life without all these random uh, thoughts that are just constantly bombarding the mind and causing worry, causing stress, uh, causing anxiety. Uh, you can actually eliminate this, but it's going to take time and it's going to take effort on your part. So when we get started next week, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be helping you to log in to the virtual classroom by sending you an email with the link and the passwords to log in. Each week, we're going to be going through this book. Uh, we're going to take one chapter a week, starting at chapter one, which is the universal teachings, and then working all the way through the book until we get to the very end. It's going to take about five months for us to get through this book. But with the talks that I'm going to be providing you, with the uh, reading that you do on your own, with the uh, YouTube videos, with the podcast, with all the other options that you have in order to learn this content and practice it in daily life, there's an enormous ability for you to take in these teachings and continue to learn them uh, week by week. So I'll start off the week with this virtual classroom where I'll be sharing the teachings in a talk and then you'll have the ability to read, to watch videos, to ask questions online through the Facebook group, uh, listening to podcasts, taking quizzes, whatever you're able to dedicate time towards. And in order to get into this program, it's completely free. There's no cost for you to join. What you're gonna wanna do is go into the comment section or the description of this video or this live stream or this podcast, and you're gonna wanna click on the registration link. That's gonna take you to a page that allows you to put in your first name and your email address. When you submit that, that's then gonna place you on the list of people who are registered for the group learning program. And then I can email you the login link and the passwords. Now, this technology that I'm using, I signed up for just a basic membership, which allows 100 people to be able to log into the virtual classroom. There's at least 80 or so people already signed up for this program. So we're a week away from this program. I haven't checked in the last few days, but the last time I checked, there was something like 82 people that were already registered. So you really need to take a moment and click on this link and get registered so that you can be one of those 100 people that are registered for this program. There's never a time where I'm gonna ask you to pay a fee or uh, pay a payment in order to uh, participate in this program. It's all based on donation and any contribution that you would like to make in order to help facilitate this program, it would be very helpful. I've already spent several hundred dollars of equipment and services online in order to host this. I'm just gonna guess that I'm somewhere in the neighborhood of about 500 US dollars that I've already spent in order to uh, put together this program. I'm using as many free resources as I can in order to facilitate it, but there's absolutely things that I need to purchase. And some of this, the contributors have uh, actually donated resources like microphones and funds that have helped me to be able to do this, but some of it I'm actually using uh, my own money as well. And I'm okay to do that because I know that this is absolutely going to help you and other people in the world. Uh, so there's never a time where I'm going to ask you to pay anything. But as we get going in the program and as you're receiving more and more benefits, if you choose to make a donation, you're welcome to do that. I will provide that information for donations as we move through the program. But at this point, it's not something that's really important to me as the main goal for me is to help you and help you get registered for the program. To do that, just find the link in the description of this live stream or this podcast 
and click on it and go ahead and get registered so that you can be one of those 100 people that are in the group learning program. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Be on the lookout for the email that's going to have the login information for you to get logged into the virtual classroom and we can really start rolling up our sleeves and digging into the teachings of Gautama Buddha. And if for some reason you don't get into the group learning program, this live stream and this podcast is always going to be available. So uh, if you've missed the virtual classroom on a particular day of a particular week, uh, it's okay. You know, you're not going to probably be able to make every single session. So you'll have the live stream and you'll have the podcast to be able to catch up on what you missed from the uh, Sunday at 9 p.m. Thai time that we broadcast and then we get together in the virtual classroom. You'll have the ability to go back and listen to this multiple times through the live stream and through the podcast. But it's really best if you can get into the virtual classroom so that then there can be some interaction and you can get answers to the questions that you have as they come up during the teaching sessions. So I want to just thank you for joining me here on this live stream and this podcast for choosing to be interested to study the teachings of Gautama Buddha and for taking time to dedicate to practice the teachings so that you can see the results with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, and all the people around you that are going to be noticing these changes in the mind and how you start to interact in a much better way and your mind becomes much more calm, much more peaceful, much more serene, content, and with lots of joy. So have a really good day. Have a good afternoon or a good evening, wherever you are in the world. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Sawadikap. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.